What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the First Defense Audio Installment. This is Season 2, Episode 9. It's Tuesday. I'm a little sick, that's why I didn't make it yesterday, but I think I'm good to make it today. Um, yeah, Joey Logano gets his first win at Atlanta. It's pretty crazy. He hasn't won there yet, but he just struggled on old Atlanta. But obviously now that it's a super speedway, he'll probably be one of the guys to beat at every race here going forward. Um... Another thing, the Fords broke the Chevy streak finally. They were flying. I mean, I know at Daytona they were really fast in qualifying, but the Chevys kind of uh, ended up being a little bit better. But this week they were lights out faster, and they all kind of worked together good and blocked up the front of the pack. No one could really contend for the lead. It was Kislowski and Logano all day. Uh, yeah, and then we'll talk about the triple header at Coda. We got Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Another double race on Saturday. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. But like always, I want to go over the standings real quick and see what changed and everything. So Logano's now the points leader. He went up seven spots because of that. I think he finished first in stage one, second in stage two, and then third in stage, or obviously first in stage, in the final stage, um, winning the race. Uh, Christopher Bell is in second he's only one point behind Logano and actually all the way down to Kyle Busch in seventh there's only 24 points between first and seventh um and then it goes to third my, down 32 Truex and Hamlin's down 37 so it's really a tight battle now that Harvick had that rough race and got spun by Chastain which we'll talk about later but Chastain's in third Blaney fourth Kozlowski's all the way up to 5th, really good for him, Harvick down to 5th, Bush down to 7th, Truex down to 8th, Hamlin, he's down to ninth, but he's up 3 from where he was after the uh, penalty he got, Suarez is 10th, um, Sindrick 11th, Stenhouse 12th, Busher, he dropped to 13th, Corey LaJoy is all the way up to 14th, really good run for him, Reddick's up to 15th after such a rough start, he had 2 Good races back-to-back. Bubble Wallace down to 16th. Dinger, 17th. McDowell, 18th. Gibbs, Bowman, Jones, Dylan, Briscoe. All right. So Logano won, obviously. Kozlowski, second. Bell, third. LaJoy, fourth. Great run for him. Reddick, fifth. Denny Hamlin, sixth. Blaney, seventh. Eric Jones is eighth. And he went from 17th, I think, to eighth in the last lap. I'm sure you've seen that video if you haven't. Just go on NASCAR, it's all over. He he just went down the middle and just kept his foot in it and passed so many cars. He was, like, unstoppable. And then he some people even followed him and give it, gave him some pushes right on the front stretch coming to the checkered, so he just passed so many cars. Gibbs got his best finish of ninth, and then Kyle Busch finished 10th. So, yeah, a lot of Fords up front, but then the Toyotas kind of rallied at the end and got hooked up. Never made anything of it, and then just a few Chevys scattered in there. LaJoy being the best Chevy. Alright, now that we got that out of the way, I want to talk about the actual race. So the big thing going into this, I thought, was the pit road entry, and everything was really smooth for the most part. I mean, I thought there would be more issues, but in general, it was pretty smooth besides some speeding penalties. Um, the one thing is, though, is that when Bell stayed out, 
in, I'm not sure what stage it was, it might have been earlier, midway through the race, when Bell stayed out during the green flag pit stops, the entire field was two laps down. I don't even think Logano was, as the leader, was a lap down. He was still two laps down. So if a caution had come out, obviously the field would have taken the wave around, so they would have been one lap down, but they Bell still would have had the field trapped a lap down, and it would have taken cautions for other guys to get on the lead lap. So yeah, I mean, it was just in so so weird and no eventually i'm sure that's gonna happen where someone's gonna stay out and then a caution's gonna come out and trap the field a lap down so then i don't know what'll happen after that but i don't know how you can change pit road either because they come off a one and two so fast that you have to have pit road there or and also they come when they're exiting three and four um if for them to pull down into the pits, it would be pretty insane or else you would have to drive down on the apron and then it's just dangerous. So it's just a really weird scenario. I have no idea how they can fix it. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but they're going to wait until it happens. Maybe it never happens. I guess it's possible that everything goes well, but I don't know. It was pretty weird seeing the whole field two laps down and I was curious to see what would happen if a caution had come out luckily it didn't um the only driver that was able to recover from a speeding penalty i think was um blaney he was two laps down logano did help him out i mean there were some drivers that were in that pack with blaney when logano checked up the whole field and kept blaney only a lap or two down like austin dillon so yeah logano wanted to keep his teammate right there so he could get the free pass or the wave around and then help him out later in the race so we didn't see anybody's day get completely ruined i don't think from a speeding penalty but overall it was pretty clean race compared to the xfinity race and the truck race for sure and it had a really clean finish another thing was Chastain pushing Harvick so obviously they're trying to clear I forget who was down there I think it was Hamlin was leading the outside line and Harvick was leading the bottom so I'm not sure if Chastain was trying to stay connected and I forget if it was in one or two or three and four but anyways I I'm not sure if he was trying to like stay close to him so he could push him out to the lead and clear Hamlin to the top that would have been the smart thing to do because the bottom was so tough and it seemed like the SHR cars fell way off as a run went on and they would uh they would have handling issues and not even come close to running the bottom and then they would fall way back in the field so if Harvick was to get in the front he would have been able to just cruise on the top I don't know if Chastain I mean it was aggressive to be on his bumper in the corner like that he never made contact he just it was kind of air related and he just packed air on his I mean he didn't really pack air because that's not what he was trying to do he just played with the air on his back bumper and it just took his downforce away and kind of spun the car around so there's Harvick was just hanging on at that point if Harvick feels like Chastain did this and it was a stupid move I mean the way Harvick is, he just said, yeah, I don't know if it was Chastain's fault necessarily, but if he does, Chastain's definitely going to have to pay for it because Harvick's on a uh, 
zero F's given tour retirement tour so he won't let that go um we'll find out soon as soon as they're together I mean and then Harvick won't say anything after too because we know what happens with that you get a penalty like Hamlin so yeah I mean everyone's kind of saying it's just a racing deal no one's really it, other than Harvick fans no one's really that mad at Chastain Another thing Chastain did is just tried passing in the grass, which is hilarious. I mean, I'm assuming Larson in front of him was not maximizing his lights on pit road, and Chastain knew he ha could get a little more out of it, so he just pulled into the grass and tried to pass him, going for everything he's got. I'm, Chastain's one of the most entertaining guys to watch at this point. Every this, You look back, the, hit, the wall ride when he what he did at Indy when he used like the entry the exit road or whatever the where you can serve penalties and stuff to try to make a pass for the lead and I'm sure there's some things I'm forgetting he just always tries to find new ways to pass cars which is hilarious to watch but a lot of people think it's pretty stupid and he's inventing rules as he goes so yeah I hope he keeps doing it I mean it's funny and he gets TV time even when he's not leading. It's hilarious at this point. Um, there was less wrecks than I thought. I thought there would be a big one. No one's really... I There was that one time when Harvick spun and they were all at the top. I That could have collected a lot more cars. But there's kind of enough space. And since they're kind of single file... That if they get to the top or the bottom pretty quickly, then everyone gets by. So they got pretty lucky with that again. And compared to the truck and Xfinity race, it was way more tame. Those races were just caution, more cautions than there were green flags. They took forever. So, yeah, I mean, the racing at the end was pretty good. It was boring in the middle, but. Chastain and Logano battled it out. Or, I mean, Keselowski and Logano battled it out pretty cleanly, and Logano had a great move. Uh, I don't know what you can say about how how you can say anything bad about it. I mean, old Atlanta was amazing, but for a repave, I think it would have been even more boring than this because you wouldn't have that great finish at the end. But you could argue that the as the track would wear, regular Atlanta and the same configuration that it was would have been good after a few years but this one for now is probably better than what a repave would have been who knows what's going to happen with this thing as it wears out I mean I think there's always always going to be a really insane draft but I think and I I bet after a few years it'll be cool because you can get like such an insane draft that you can make like dive bomb moves but I think once it wears a little more than that, it's going to be like really hard to pass. And um, what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of arrow blocking. So you're not going to be able to pass. We'll see. I mean, maybe it turns out good. Maybe there's like, it's super racy. and But it's spread out a little so the runs come. But it's not a huge pack like we see now. We'll just have to wait and see. Who knows? I mean, there's always tracks that get repaved and people don't like it and then it gets good. And then the tra tracks just change so much. 
one more thing before we move on to the first defense move of the race and the underdog of the race. I mean, I thought the Toyotas were in a really good spot, especially when Logano got way back with LaJoy. They were, like, way back. It looked like their race was over. But then Bell just kind of went on his own, and Reddick and Hamlin stayed at the top. I don't know what happened with that. They, As soon as Bell made that move, I knew it just wasn't going to work because he had no help. And then I think he went back to the top or whatever. And either way, Logano was able to get a huge run Corey LaJoy in him they they started making their ground back up and then Logano just went to the top so yeah the Toyotas kind of blew that I'm sure they're looking like they had a sh they kind of blew a chance to win but anyways let's move on to the first defense move of the race all right so the first defense move of the race got to go to Logano he just was patient and Kozlowski was doing a great job blocking both lines the top and the bottom but as soon as Logano got that run he took it to the top and it looked like they were going to get in the fence but he just held on perfectly and once he got to his right rear uh, quarter panel when they got to the straightaway he got a good run on him Brad had a really aggressive side draft tried to take the air off him but then I think it was Reddick and Bell came and gave him a huge push down the straightaway and that gave him the lead and then once he had the lead he kind of could have just controlled both lines but he had such a huge lead at that point behind him they were side by side and since the race was almost over at that point neither lane was going to get a big enough run to catch up to him so yeah Lugano got had a great move put his put himself where he needed to be and got it done Alright, so the underdog of the race has got to go to Corey LaJoy. Second time winning it this year. He got a fourth place finish. It was actually his career best finish. And it's just not a coincidence anymore that he's up front at the super speedways every time. He's actually one of the best super speedway racers. He finishes them almost every time unless, of course, he's competing for the win like he was against Elliott. And they kind of got into a wreck, which ruined his race. But he's up there almost every time you can see the sevens always in the the top five or ten and it's just eventually one of these times if he just keeps putting himself in these positions there's no way they can keep him from winning and it maybe comes at Daytona but Atlanta is looking like his best track right now he's probably one of the top five guys there Inspire puts a lot into his car when they go into the Atlanta weekend so he's gonna have a shot to win every every time we go back here all right now that that's over we're gonna go over some race takes from my Instagram story I post it every Sunday on my story so if you want to drop yours go on there Sunday night and say whatever you want and then um also you can go to anchor.fm slash first offense if you want to um send a voice one all right so let's see what we got here. There's only two. One is stupendous. So yeah, I mean, I saw in Jeff Gluck's poll, it was at like 50% people liked it. So I think, I mean, for for what it could have been, I think it was good. It could have been a huge wreck fest, single file all race long and then a wreck fest. But at least we got to see like a classic battle and Logano make a great move. And Keselowski was in... TJ Majors were doing so good throughout that lap, those last 40 or so laps, so that was fun to watch. Alright, the next one, Old Atlanta is better than New Atlanta. Yeah, 
But, I mean, I would have loved to see what the next-gen car would have done on uh, old Atlanta. But it was the track was destroyed, so it needed to be repaved either way. And even if they repaved it, it probably would have been like a Vegas race where someone just goes away with the lead and drives away. So, I'm, I mean, people would be saying horrible things about the repaved Atlanta. Um, yeah, maybe it wears and becomes like it used to be, but it's what we got at this point, and there's no going back. Hopefully it wears and becomes a better race. I just, I don't know. For now, I'll take it. I mean, I'm not a fan of six super speedway races, but it's what we got for now. I mean, you could say this was an improvement from Phoenix and Vegas. It was... There was more passing and everything, but it's just still not ideal. I think the package could use a little work, too, and maybe that helps it out. Alright, so that's what we got for race takes. Um, yeah, before we talk about Coda, I just want to talk about the truck in the Xfinity race and some other stuff. So, the big highlight of the weekend, I think, is Josh Williams just leaving his car on the uh, start-finish line. So, at first, I'm... I'm thinking like he's an idiot because what is he doing? He leaves his car there. He's got parts flying off of his car. But come to find out, it was just a piece of tape. And it went from like one of the dumbest moves to maybe one of the smartest moves because he got more publicity than anyone the whole weekend. I mean, and people loved it. Hamlin said he would pay his fine. All the He's gaining like thousands of followers on social media. He went on Door Bumper Clear, the podcast. So, yeah. I mean, it, turned, it ended up being smart, and it's probably going to help his team more than it's going to hurt it as long as he doesn't get suspended for a coda. So, I mean, he got his sponsor so much exposure, too. Maybe more than if he won the race or ran up front. It's <laughs> It went from being the one of the dumbest moves to the best, and it was just funny. I wish we had more of that. I mean, I wish we had that every week because that's, how we get more fans it's hilarious stuff like that and personalities and everything i hope nascar doesn't suspend him i mean if guys did that every week it'd definitely be an issue but it's just one thing and the fans i mean it gets nascar more publicity than almost anything so why wouldn't they like it they should just find him and then have him and pay it another thing is hms says they're gonna appeal well they're appealing their penalties and Hamlin's also appealing his, which I don't know what, I think both, in both cases, Hendrick and with Hamlin, they both have a case, but, I mean, I don't know the deal with Hendrick, they, I think where they would win is they have the communication issues, but they had all eight of their louvers confiscated, so they just took them, made them how they wanted them, and that was it, so they, they're pretending like they're just trying to make them fit Per, just trying to make them fit and that's it but nascar took all of them so they're saying i mean colleague had two of theirs taken so that means that the other two were fine so what that tells me is that colleague was legitimately trying to just make them fit and hendrick took every set that they have and modified them so they would fit and probably they're they're obviously going to make them better at that point if they're going to change them so I mean, I'm not saying they're cheating. I'm saying they just made them how they wanted them and then used that they didn't fit as an excuse. And 
either way, NASCAR said don't touch them, and they touched them. But I think where they'll probably maybe get a reduction or some help from NASCAR with the penalty is they they said there was communication issues. So if there's wishy-washy back and forth, then what's NASCAR going to do? They don't have it on writing, and they don't have a strong argument. All right, now we can finally talk about Coda. All right, so the huge thing this weekend is that there's going to be no stage break. So this is going to be huge because, first of all, I think if passing's hard, you have to have track position because the field's not going to get jumbled back up. I mean, I'm sure we'll see a caution or two still, but it just changes everything because the field's going to get so strung out, first of all. There's going to be a few key things. Qualifying, you got to qualify good. Practice, you got to have good long run speed. And then, one more. I wrote it down. I got to find it. Um, oh, you just have to have a flawless race, no penalty. So if we, in the beginning, there's, we're going to see a favorite in the first 20, 30 laps. Someone's going to pull ahead and start to drive away maybe someone gets the lead for the first 10 but then someone passes them and they're gonna have the fastest car i mean i don't know how long they'll be able to extend their lead to i expect uh, i mean five to ten seconds in the first 30 to 40 laps i'd have to go back and look but maybe it's just two because their cars are so similar but i think i mean we've seen these hendrick cars how fast they are they could drive away so far in the first stage I'll still I'll still refer to stages by the end of the first stage they could get a huge lead and then if there's no caution going in throughout the second they could be way ahead so we'll just have to see and I, I mean I think the hardcore fan wants it like this for sure but I know the new fans are gonna hate that a guy's way out in front and no one can catch him I mean, if the racing's good with the new package, it'll be fine. There will be passing. It'll be hard racing throughout the field. But if it this thing gets strung out, it's going to be a snooze fest. And people are definitely going to not like it. So it's like this for the trucks in the Xfinity race, too. This is fine because I think those series produce more natural cautions anyways. And they pass a lot more. So the way I look at that is they'll just be the, uh, they'll just have, We'll see the fast cars go through the field, and it'll just be more of a race and not as much strategy. You just pit when you have to, and there's not planned caution. So, yeah, I, I think the truck and Xfinity will be fine, but Cup, we'll see. It might be a long race with not a lot of passing if it gets strung out early. There will definitely be at least a caution, though. I don't see how there couldn't be. Someone will get stuck in the gravel or something like that. We'll just have to wait and see. All right. So the cup race is Sunday at 3.30. They got 50-minute practice at 2.05, and they qualify Saturday at 11.30. Xfinity race is Saturday at 5. Practice and qualifying is Friday at 6.30 and 7. And then the trucks race at on Saturday at 1.30 with practice and qualifying being at on Friday at 4.30 and 5. So I expect the Hendrick cars to be flying I'm curious to see what the Fords can do, what maybe Harvick can do. I mean, he's not an amazing road course racer, but he's a good one. And if he's got a fast car, I bet he'll run 5th to 10th easily. Uh, Penske, I don't know what to expect from them. They've had horrible long run speed. They qualify well and then just fall way off. 
I mean, Cindric's a great road course racer. We'll see. The RFK cars are a lot better this year. We'll see what we see from them. And then another big thing is the Toyotas. So, I mean, I think the Chevys will be the fastest by far. But we saw Bell get fast on a road course. It did take some things being mixed up. He had fresh tires, all that. But if the Toyotas do bring speed, I think Bell will be good. Reddick's another one. He won two road course races, but he's switching teams. I don't look at Reddick like he could win, but I think he'll run up front if the Toyotas have something. One more thing. Um, the 8 car was probably the fastest car on road courses last year, but it's a new driver, and HMS kind of caught up to them, I thought, at the end. We'll see what Kyle Busch has, though. He could be super fast because we just that car was just lights out fast i don't know yet um i think that's about it for who i think is going to be fast i guess a few things carry over from phoenix but i think just throughout the year we see how fast the chevys are i think they'll be the cars to beat and yeah that's how i made my pick which i'll go over in a little bit all right so xfinity and trucks feel pretty easy to pick i think bush is gonna win the truck race he kind of got it taken away from last year but bowman and zane smith were actually really fast here last year bush was had to really fend them off and he was kind of struggling uh with there was a ton of restarts and obviously they crashed at the end and zane smith won but i still think bush i think the kbm trucks are super fast right now we'll see if bowman can uh catch up to him though and beat him i mean he's the guy that could do it if anyone's gonna do it but it's still going with bush all right xfinity we got aj dinger and gibbs running i don't know how good those colleague cars are gonna be on road courses they're always pretty fast but the other thing is gibbs he, Dinger makes them faster. He was able to beat Gibbs most of the time last year, so I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. It's tough to go against Gibbs, but I'm going to take Dinger. I think Gibbs had it, was kind of battling with him here last year and then had an issue, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I'll go Dinger. Cup, I'm going Larson. He's been so close this year. He won the Glen last year. They're going to be so fast, I think. I don't see why they wouldn't be. So... Yeah, I'm going Larson. I mean, Bowman usually, he outran him here last year, and Bowman almost won, but Larson, uh, and Larson kind of struggled, but I do think he's going to rebound and be super fast. Chastain, I think he'll be fast too. Trackhouse in general, Suarez, but I'm going Larson. All right, that's pretty much it for Atlanta and Coda. I'm tired from talking so much because I'm sick, but... I guess, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta was okay. It was better than I thought it was going to... Well, I thought it would be more chaotic, but I thought there'd be more wrecks, and the new pit road entry would cause some chaos, too. So we saw a great battle at the end. Um, the truck and Xfinity were just terrible. I mean, those cars, the Xfinity cars were a handful, and the truck, car, the truck series just has less experience, so that's why there were so many wrecks, I think. Maybe we just get rid of the, send the trucks and Xfinity cars somewhere else and only let them here once a year in July. I think it'd be cool if there was like a triple header in July and it was kind of like a, not a crown jewel, but it was more hyped up. 
Uh, maybe they'll do that next year. Just think it'd be a little better, and I don't know what's going to happen when this track wears. So we'll just have to see what they do with Atlanta. For now, I guess it's okay. Um, next week should be good. We're, the field stacked with Jordan Taylor and the F1 guys. It's going to be interesting to see how good they do. They're all in pretty fast cars. Um, I don't know how fans are going to like the no stage breaks. It could get strung out and boring. But you're going to have to have good long run speed, qualify good, and just run a flawless race to win for sure. But, I mean, the way these things have been going, a late race caution or a last lap pass is how you win it. It's just a matter of what happens. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the three races. Have a good week. And I'll see you next week after Coda. Peace.